0: Oh, good day, everybody. Welcome to the AE Advisor, the Inside Word. This is our um, a new advisor podcast that we're. Uh, what I'm going to do is try and uh, give you a little bit of insight into a few people's practices, but secondly, get you a uh, give you a chance to uh, to get to know a few AE a- advisors a little bit more and how they run their business. But um, and yeah, it's designed to be a little bit more fun and uh, give us a, a more social side to the business as well. But anyway, look the first uh, the first episode is uh, with. Ashley Modison. Now, Ashley Modison. For those of you who don't know, he's the uh, current Heat AD advisor of the year. So, Ash, um, mate, you're the guinea pig for the first <laughs> first podcast. You're yeah, here at the uh, in, in the uh, in the office in, in, in Sunny Foster, mate. I'll go through there. So, there's a number of questions here that we want to keep as a uh, pretty standard and run through everybody. So, uh, mate, uh, as the uh, the canary or the crash test dummy, mate, uh, we'll we'll kick it straight off. So, the first question is nickname and um, uh, a little bit about you, your family, etc.
1: Thanks, Harry. Thanks for having me on as the first one. Uh, pretty excited to be part of it. Um, as far as nicknames go, not nothing too exciting, really just Ash is the one that sort of stuck. Um, but family-wise, yeah, so living in Foster at the moment, been here about 10 years, grew up in Sydney. Got Amanda, my wife, who's an advisor as well. Uh, she's on maternity leave for Almost nine, ten months now uh, for little Enzo. So we've got three boys um, who are downstairs playing at the moment. So you might hear them come screaming in at some point. But um, no, life's well, good at the moment. Mate.
0: Yeah, it's a pretty good time here at uh, at, at Foster. So uh, you know, office, obviously, office is all the way across the bridge in Curry, <laughs> <laughs> So not too bad. But I think I do believe that your um, your father-in-law could cause you monster sometimes as well. But, uh,
1: yeah, that's true. Yeah, I got monster because um, people couldn't pronounce my name properly. It was at a bike race, and then yeah, somehow that sort of stuck from there. So some people struggle with it, but monster. Stuck.
0: Yeah. Well, that probably leads yeah. us into the next question as well. So, uh, mate, what got you into advice? And got you in? So, more so, two questions, I suppose, in your case, because a one thing got you into advice, and then secondly, what's got you into your current kind of practice?
1: Yeah. So I was thinking about this one. Like I guess going back to school, I was always interested in sort of business and accounting at that point, as well as IT. So I was sort of torn between the two a little bit and then just bit the bullet with business at uni and then realised pretty quickly I didn't like accounting so much. Um, I was always looking at sort of funds management style, stockbroking. Um, I think as a lot of people do initially and then sort of the more I learned and then just started doing contract work for sort of three, four months over summer break with uni and um, different things at different fund managers and products and platforms. And yeah, just sort of found um, planning sort of, I guess you got a taste of that. And also with interacting with people individually and and sort of one-on-one, I always liked that. And yeah, just sort of something that fit and sort of came up the ranks through power planning, uh, a few different power planning roles. And always knew I wanted to be on the other side and seeing clients and, um, running my own business. Yeah. You were um,
0: initially with the bank though, weren't you?
1: Yeah. Well, I had a few, so I did different roles. So I was with Macquarie bank for a while in their sort of funds management division, uh, A and P one path for a bit,
0: um, yeah. So a couple of different roles in different sort of capacity. Yeah. So journeyman. Yeah. So now mate, now, now you're, um, your co co running uh, RFS. Yeah, so yeah. How did that happen?
1: Yeah. Well, RFS. So it's been around for a while. Third generation business. Uh, you probably all know Bruce Payne. So he's retired a couple of years ago, um, and we yeah bought the practice from him with with Amanda, who's Bruce's daughter. Um, we're involved in the practice for for about five or six years before we took over. So it was always a, it was always heading that way and. Nothing really official at that time, but we we're sort of handing over clients along the way, and um, yeah, it all came to a head sort of two years ago, two three years ago. Um, and it's been smooth sailing with the transition. We're all sort of happy with that, and being a small town, we sort of see clients out and about, and everyone still sees Brucey, and um, yeah, it's just a nice sort of family
0: practice. It's pretty good. Cool, I'm glad you went into that. Cause I was going to ask you about the transition because it was, it just seems like it was just completely seamless. Like nothing happened, nothing changed.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And it was like, so I think by the end, like we put a lot of work into, and I think it's, yeah, like on reflection, I can see how it would be hard for, for some practices to do, but like we had a lot of time where Bruce and I would do joint meetings with clients and there was sort of a number of discussions about Bruce winding up and, um, and me taking over the, the sort of relationship and the business and it's yeah it just worked really smoothly and i think by the end bruce was sort of saying he's retiring and they said oh, i thought you were gone already i was surprised to see him in a lot of the meetings so it um yeah no i couldn't be happy with how it all went and i think like numbers wise i don't think we lost the client during the whole handover everyone was really happy with the change and um, a lot of advisors uh clients even sort of commented about having a younger sort of advisor in there for to see them through their retirement as they're retiring as well. So it also, yeah, I think we we're very transparent about it all for a long time. And um, everyone was happy with it.
0: Yeah, no, is one of the best I've seen actually. Mm. But tell us, tell us about RFX. What's the, uh, just just the basics, um, you know, your business basics, your, your how many staff you got, where it is, et cetera? Yeah, so really lucky. We've got a great team.
1: So yeah, it's myself and Amanda, the advisors. Um, and then we've got uh, Stacey, who's our sort of PA, runs the office. Um, she does four days a week. We've got Janelle, who's our paraplanner. She does four and a half days, and she does two at the office and two remote um, from home. And then we've got Jokey from VBP who's, who's full-time with us. Um, yeah, and really lucky and, and happy with how it's all going. I think we're sort of – everyone's got their designated roles, but happy to sort of help out when – People are away or sick or on holidays and just things with COVID and stuff, everyone really pulled together and um, yeah, quite, it's a great environment at the moment. We're, we're all very happy.
0: So mate, your office in Tonkari. Yep. So do you most of your appointments there or you still head down to Port Macquarie a bit?
1: Yeah, not not as much as we used to. So we do, sorry, in terms of Port Macquarie. So we do most of our appointments from from Foster or from Tunkari. Um and we've got sort of two meeting rooms there so we can, um generally have sort of a few meetings back to back. Um and in Port Macquarie we generally go up maybe once every two or three weeks during our sort of busier times and um just have a handful of appointments there. We sort of just get in and do the appointments and I keep the next day free at the office to to catch up and um make all the notes and, and do the do the things I have to do
0: post meetings, yeah. Yeah, cool, cool. All right, well, there's, I've got a couple of fun ones. I mixed this up a little bit. So, the next one is is uh, one I've got some, from someone else. It's BWS. And so, if, you know, those of you who haven't heard that sort of podcast, that's beer, wine, or spirits. Which is your poison?
1: Yeah. Uh, I'd have to say beer. Beer would be the most common one. Uh, I'm impartial to all of them. I don't mind the old, uh, a bit of gin or uh, schnapps or anything like that as well.
0: But we well, you know that's... I'm a beer guy by trade or yeah. whatever. But, uh, you know, any particular beer or you just, yeah, every. Nah, I'm a bit, uh, a bit generic, mate, like, yeah, as long as it's cold, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And what about coffee or tea? Coffee, all the way. Coffee snob or just uh, any way it comes?
1: Nah, any way it comes, yeah. I can pick a bad coffee, but
0: yeah, I still go back. <laughs> <laughs> all right, mate, I've got one here that the uh, the BBP team put me on to and that's funny because Jokey, who works for you, one of her 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 answers to this question was funny, and I'll go back to that in a sec, but uh, got a yeah. fun fact uh
1: fun fact so up till recently i was a firefighter um so more of an interesting fact than a fun fact i guess but yeah and no, i was doing that for a couple of years and with fire rescue new south wales so in the regions it sort of works where you're not a permanent firefighter like in the city you're, you're on call so the phone could ring at any time and you just sort of if you're available you head off and it could be anything from a assisting ambulance to a fire um household fire to motor vehicle accident. So that was
0: pretty exciting. Imagine that would have been yeah. incredibly exciting here with all the tight roads and all the stuff that goes on in, in Foster, you know, mm. because we've only got one fire brigade, haven't we, and it's on this side of the bridge.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So No, it's, um, yeah, it's a good time. Just, it is pretty demanding and lots going on at the moment. So i have put that on ice for, for the time being.
0: I told you I was going to bring it up and I have to, too, because uh, Jokey, who works for you from BBP, her fun fact is that she wants to have a look inside a dead body. Yeah. And I thought that was, great. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> she's a lovely kid, but she's, uh, yeah, definitely an <laughs> interesting fun hey, fact. So, who's your perfect client?
1: Uh, so, we're generally, yeah, I think it's more, I guess, the demographic in the area. So, sort of, specifically, it would be sort of 60-plus-year-old, um, yeah, a couple, generally looking to, planning to retire, um, if there is sort of a, a different in age gap around the sort of Centrelink planning there, that sort of um, I guess things pretty exciting, but generally that sort of just approaching retirement
0: or um, retirees would be Mate, uh, my sort of favourite. And anyone who's been down the street in Foster knows there's plenty of them yeah. around here. <laughs> <laughs> plenty, of, yeah. plenty of people that are retired, just about to. Hey mate, um, so um, one thing I find when I get around all the practices around the country is that everyone dresses slightly different for work. So what's the what's the work attire at RFS? Yeah, well, we've generally got a, a,
1: a rule where we don't trust anyone with tires when they walk in. So usually gets tested with BDMs and, and things <laughs> like that. So I think Harry picked up on that pretty quick because <laughs> it's pretty casual in the office. But yeah, we're just polo tops um, and pants. Yeah, I've been rocking shorts the last well, since the start of summer this year, and that sort of helps with the, uh, keep the meetings a bit lighter, lighthearted, especially with everything that's going on at the moment, the markets and things. So um, yeah, I got my shorts on today, so still rocking
0: that. But. I don't think we have yeah. the snobby clients, but then again, a little bit more inland, you get the old cockies that like to see people dressed yeah. a lot more formally, yeah. but uh, but that look the coast around here, I mean, you come and lift up, yeah, been down here since October, and I don't think i will put a pair of shoes on since yeah. then. <laughs> But uh, that's interesting. Do you still do your 10 o'clock planks?
1: Yeah, no. Well, we moved it to 9.30 and we bumped it back up to 10 because we do our huddle with Jokey. So we've just had the daylight saving change. So we're just redoing that. But yeah, that's the plank. Do you get Jokey in the huddle,
0: in, in the planks?
1: Well, you've got to ask her. She doesn't really like it. so <laughs> I think she's embarrassed <laughs> in the office. So we'll have to get
0: all of EVP to do it. Okay, what's share something that you like about advising? So you know about the whole advising game. I mean, I used to get—I uh, used to really love it when I would uh, you know sign up when I get a big check. Obviously, you guys don't get checks anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I used to love it when you someone had write me out a big check. But yeah, what, do you, yeah. what, what, what gives you a buzz?
1: Yeah, oh, it's nice. Just I don't know. It's, I, don't, I don't know. It's pretty generic, but just being able to help someone and and really get a good result yeah. for them. Um, like I sort of I try to reference it back to a lot of different scenarios, and I think like. Recently, we've just renovated our place and you sort of just, you realize, and, and we get help and I ask a lot of people for who, opinion on who to use and things like that. And like, I think at the end of the day you still, you really just don't know what you don't know until it's sort of too late. And like, I found that with the renovating and it's like, yeah, you just, you can overlay that with a lot of things, but bringing it back to the advising front, it's like clients walk in, they know they want help, but beyond that, they sort of really don't know all the pieces to the puzzle, so it's really nice to, I guess, go through, help clients understand, I guess, what they need, and then how you can help, and really sort of, yeah, giving that value to them.
0: That uh, that whole advice mm. piece at the moment is scary for people who don't, who aren't, you know, don't don't have a big money brain. Mm. It's it's really hard, and, they, and you know, a lot of people just see as soon as they start seeing numbers, they glaze over and they go, yeah, no, yeah. I'm, I'm out of this, and then they just go, wow. Yeah, it's, it's it is it's intimidating, and but when you get them something sort of set up and it works well, it is it's a, it's a good it's a great feeling. Yeah. So, how do you charge for your advice? So, I'm not going to ask you how much you charge, but um, asset based, um, a flat fee, or hybrid. Yeah, so a bit of
1: both in terms of asset based and and a flat fee. So, I haven't really gone down the hybrid path as such. We for the flat fee, we generally work out what we want and then um, charge it from there. And then the the I guess being a longer standing business we have got that sort of, um, asset based fee, which when I brought it up with clients, they're sort of about a change to a flat fee. They're generally, I guess they understand the percentage base and it moves with the market and they feel to an extent they, they're benefiting if the markets are going down that yeah, like we're all good, we're all got skin in the game sort of thing. So it's hard to, I guess, change, I'm finding it a little bit hard to change that sort of mentality, but, um, yeah, it all sort of works out pretty similar. In the end, in terms of the actual
0: dollar charge.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Look, and I I don't
0: know. I always thought that that asset base, you know, you could give that impression that you do have some skin in the game. But mm. you're, you know, it's my, all of your clients, most of your clients are long term clients. And mm. they all came from the world where everything was always incorporated in the fund as well. Yeah. And so they like to see it collected by the fund and that way because it's, mm. it doesn't seem to hurt as much. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, Talking Strick, sorry, how many appointments do you do in a week?
1: Uh, so we're working on about 10 at the moment 10 a weeks since the start of the year um, we've generally got sort of two um, two times of the year where we're, we're busy so this year just started um, started off with a bang so we're generally normally speaking on paper we're generally busy from March till end of financial year and then a couple of quiet months and then busy sort of going into that sort of end of the year sort of October November December but we've started off. Since I got back from holidays in January, just um, yeah, averaging 10, 10 a week. And a lot of those reviews and um, just clients where things are happening, we've just seen that people are downsizing, clients are retiring or um, we'll bringing forward their retirement um, inheritance, just different things where, yeah, just I guess where it usually just roll on through and you do your review and sort of keep things on track. It's sort of been these big adjustments. So, um, yeah, it just means SLAs and just busier times, yeah. (laughs) Are all
0: of those in the office or do you deal for you by phone or by Zoom or? Uh, A bit of a mix, yeah. So we're
1: trying to do, yeah, more and more Zoom appointments. So clients, I guess, have been reluctant a little bit Um, and they're just like, oh, we'll just do it on the phone. Like if they can't come in for the review or they're away, they just say, oh, we'll do it on the phone, we'll see you next time. And we're trying to push to do it on Zoom and sort of at least see each other sort of virtually and just makes, I just find it makes for a nicer meeting and nicer experience. So, um, but yeah, predominantly face-to-face in person in the office, yeah.
0: Yeah, I suppose it does, it, yeah. because it's just a, you know, whether it's transactional or, you know, long-time relationships with the company with the business as well, mm-hmm. people sort of in the habit of coming in in your place. Yeah, you? yeah. So, mate, talk us through your cool strategy. that that you can remember.
1: (laughs) Yeah, so I think it's touching on the one before about, yeah, clients approaching retirement, or the older spouse was retiring. Um, They both met a condition of release, um, and we had to balance up between, yeah, getting that Centrelink and and sort of hiding assets in the um, younger spouse's name, because she wasn't quite um, age, pension age. And then, yeah, just, it was one of those ones where with the tapering, the increase in the age for Centrelink where it bumped up to seven, uh, age 67. So it just meant the older spouse could get age pension straight away where the youngest spouse got essentially caught by this tapering. So it meant they got an extra two years where the funds were hidden um, in their super. So um, yeah, it sort of worked out good. And yeah, the, I think it's still I think there's still got another year to go before um, the younger spouse's age pension age, It's still sort of going now for Five or
0: six years, yeah. Do they do they know how good that strategy actually was? Do, do you reckon? Oh, like they this particular do... one does. Yeah, like
1: we do that quite a bit, and I do get excited when when we sort of uncover that one. But um yeah, no, these this particular clients, they did sort of know. They didn't, obviously didn't know the strategy, but is aware enough. They are aware enough to
0: really see the benefit. Yeah, yeah. And well, that's, that's even come, better yeah, then because yeah. you do get a yeah. uh, you know, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they're probably good referrals sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, mate, what keeps you busy when you're not advising now? That's going to be a long one for me. We've only got newer, <laughs> We don't have too long. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no,
1: nah, a lot with the family. So, trying to sort of prioritise a bit of family time at the moment. So, um, yeah, trying to avoid the office, I guess. Well, um, doing too many hours, I should say. So, I'm there five days, but I'm trying not to sort of kill myself in, in the amount of hours I could be doing, which is more than enough work to, to do that. But, yeah, a lot of time with the family, different sports with them. Um, yeah, and just hanging out and enjoying enjoying them when they're when they're young. Um personally I've got a in May I've got a 100 k trail run coming up in Katoomba. So I've been sort of not doing enough training but ticking ticking the K's off with that and sort of walking around with a with a weighted backpack at the moment. So I look like a bit of a different character walking around town with a big heavy bag. But yeah, just trying to get K's up and, and weight on the legs and yeah, just keep moving for that.
0: Yeah, I think yeah, you get the you do the whole family does park run too on Saturday, don't you?
1: Yeah, yeah, we get the kids out for that one, so they're um definitely more motivated than me to do it at the moment. So your PBs on the good. weekend, the PB.
0: PBs on the weekend, yeah, so they're excited. Mm. So mate, um, what's a uh, what's, what's your favorite conference destination? Where would you like? Where, where would you like us to go next? Oh, it's tough one.
1: Um, I'll thinking where we've been in terms of favorites. So I don't
0: know. I, I think we've been go either. Yeah. <laughs>
1: I think on the latest feedback, I put a snow destination or a snow town on there, but no, I think it's a somewhere, um, yeah, like Noosa was really fun. I think in terms of transition, like um, transit there, it was pretty straightforward. Um, So it's sort of, I think it gets easy to get to and just a fun destination. Yeah, coast is always nice, sunny, somewhere warm. Um, Or on the flip side, yeah, somewhere snow and can extend it and Go for skiing.
0: Well, that sort of leads skin. into my next question now for you. Uh, tell, tell us what's next. Go short term before you get along.
1: Yeah, so just um well unfortunately I can't make Philippines because we're doing we're gonna relocate down the gingerbine for for twelve months. Ah, sorry, twelve weeks. <laughs> so we've got um got the boys lined up for school down there for term three. So they're excited for that. They go to hit the slopes every Wednesday as part of their school criteria, and then we'll obviously get there on the weekends and sneak in a few sickies and hit slopes as well so i'll just yeah pack up the computer and go down there and then um yeah work remotely from there and um be back in 12 weeks yeah so come july that's where where i'll be
0: yeah uh, we all, all envy <laughs> of the models and family at the moment so mate what about long-term though do you have any long-term plans or is this business as usual for you guys for a while
1: yeah business as usual i guess where it was always planning to be a bit of a holding pattern this year in terms of just amanda being on leave and trying to, I guess, overexert myself with work um, or overextend myself, I should say, with on the work front. But um, yeah, like she's planning to come back and um, that'll sort of spread the load out and be able to focus on on the business um, side of things as well. So um, not too much, I guess, in the pipeline in that sense. We've got, yeah, sort of quite lucky where we do have a steady sort of stream of new clients at the moment where I guess not all of them are converting into sort of ongoing clients, but um, just that sort of word of mouth where clients are coming in and um, wanting to catch up. So it's sort of, yeah, I guess balancing out that sort of work-life balance um, scenario, not not sort of over committing on the, on the work front. But again, that'll change once Amanda comes and we've got sort of extra capacity to see, see clients. So, um, yeah, I think I'm always sort of excited with, different tech that comes out and, um, yeah, all the AI stuff and the chat GPT and things like that. I've started playing with that. And that's, yeah, I think that's just going to change a lot of things in a short time. So it's all very exciting. So I think we're just starting to see the, yeah, they're just starting to scratch the surface, I think at the moment, but even things, yeah, just, I don't know, I'm sure like most of you, yeah, just file notes are my real bugby at the moment. So I've just sort of been playing with different ways on how to set up sort of, different questionnaires and things like that just to help prompt me to do, do like a quick file note. Um, in a way that's sort of comprehensive at the same time. So I've just, yeah, been made. I've gone back and sort of made my file notes generic in terms of per client data and punched it into chat GPT and just asked it to pick up consistent themes and create a questionnaire and different things like that. So I've only sort of had a few hours playing with it, but yeah, it's just phenomenal what it can sort of do. So.
0: Yeah, it's one of those so things you've got to you've got to put that little bit of extra time into it. But it's just yeah, it, it's pretty really cool what it does. But then again, mm. then, yeah, hopefully it draws from the, the right stuff. And the yeah. uh, the thing that excites me about that is the AI modelling. Mm. It's going to be the next oh, step, the which unreal. is uh, mm. which is pretty cool. But Ash uh, Ash Monizan, thank you. You're the uh, the first runner on the uh, on the inside work. Thank you yeah. very much for your time. you are a bloody busy schedule, and I really appreciate you. Um, spending some time to talk to us, thank you. Yeah, no, thanks for having us, I hope you enjoyed it.
1: Um, Yeah, look forward to catching up with everyone soon.